There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good afternoon, welcome Monday, Lori and Julia show at My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Got another uh, hour of very entertaining radio for you. So please, Johnny, thank you so much. So uh, uh, last night or the night before last, you know, Julia Roberts is hanging out backstage in Pasadena with Taylor Swift. And then uh, last night, our very own Pookie is hanging out backstage with Rob Lowe. So (laughs) Pookie, what's up? I was at that show. It was so Fun. I know it was fun. Where, um, how far back were you, or how close were you to the man? Uh, like I was like right in row N, so you know, nice. Yeah, it was good seats. I brought both pairs of sunglasses, so I couldn't <laughs> see his handsome face as well as I wanted because I need my glasses for distance. Yeah, and I felt like a jackrabbit to wear my sunglasses inside. <laughs> So we bought the, um, at, and this is Brill on Rob Lowe's part. We bought the VIP package, so yes. you know he probably makes an extra ten grand. Wow! To hang around for an hour and take pictures. So for two hundred and fifty bucks, you got like uh, you know first three rows, a meet and greet after the show, picture, fun. and totally a book. Fun. Yeah, super smart. You know it goes crazy on social media. Probably right. every woman's posting it. And so they did this, um, it was cool, so you waited in line, and then you got to go up, and the photographer took pictures, and it was fun, because they took them, like, right when you, took, and they took a bunch, so you'd get, like, candid ones while you're chatting. Anyway, I sent one to Julia, where Rob Lowe is, like, doing a spit take, practically, and she's like, what the, what did you say to him? I mean, he's just what abs- did you say absolutely to hysterically well, laughing. So, Laura, do you remember in the show, he tells the really cute story about spending the day at Cary Grant's house? Yes. So if, if, if you've never seen Rob Lowe, like on a talk show or something, he has really great impressions, right? Yes, he does. And he does one of Cary Grant's. So when he tells this story, you know, he's saying things like, Cary Grant said, my dear boy, you know, come in and see the pool or whatever. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's more Catherine Hepburn, but. I, I like it. <laughs> so anyway, when he tells the story, he says, you know, at the end of the day, he's leaving Cary Grant's house and he's, he's pulling out of the driveway and he looks in the rear of your mirror and he sees Cary Grant like waving him down and he's wearing a robe and he's got this box of stuff and he stops and Cary Grant comes up to the car and like explains that he's this brand ambassador or something for Fabergé soap on a rope and he wants to share <laughs> some of the swag with the boy. So he stops and so he gives them the soap on a rope, and, and Rob ends the story by saying something like, so for years, you know, I used Cary Grant's soap on a rope in the shape of a microphone in my shower. And then this <laughs> goes on. 
so now the show's over, and we wait, and we're all going to take our turn, and um, it's my turn in line. And so when I got up, I said, uh, I looked kind of, I like put down my phone, and I looked kind of concerned, and I said, um, hey, you know, while I was, I was waiting, I Googled that Cary Grant soap on a rope story, and I've got some news for you, Rob. And that soap on a rope was not in the shape of a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and so he starts laughing and then doing a Cary Grant that goes something like, you know, it's Cary Grant chasing him down the driveway with this phallic-shaped soap on a rope saying, my dear boy, I've got something for you to shower with for the next 10 years. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I know, he was so cute. He's oh. like, I'm totally stealing that. And I'm like, you can have it. And how cute is he up close? He's very cute. You know, I heard some haters earlier today said maybe Ooh. you wouldn't stop and look twice <gasps> at him at Target. Certain certain redheads that have a show earlier in the really? day on my talk. Well, tell us what you would, what well, you, he I looked- mean, for a 56-year-old, he, I'll tell you what, at my Target, he'd be the best looking man in there. I, yeah. I agree. I yeah, agree. He's still, he's always been extraordinary looking, whatever his age is, and I feel like he's going to continue that. Uh, even into his he's wiser, older years. Yeah, that jawline of you his. Know, I'm sure at 28, you would have just like stopped in your tracks at Target. Yes. But at 56, you'd still go, uh, who's that in the produce section? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, as you know, the one thing I will say. We're talking did, about Rob Lowe, if Rob you're just Lowe. joining us. Um, Pookie, did you read his book, Stories I Only Tell My Friends? Yeah, but I just, I don't even know where it is, but I just, we got a copy of it last night, and I thought, oh, I know what I'm going to read on my next plane ride. Yes, because he really, he doesn't, in this uh, stage show that he did, it really did almost kind of feel like, you were kind of, even though you were with a whole lot of other people, but he does, he's very warm and personal. Mm-hmm. And even though he goes into much better, juicier, more hilarious details in the stories in the book, he is a really a natural storyteller. And Absolutely. I can see why he was a draw uh, in like always getting invited places. Right. A, he's been sober for so long, yep. but he's genuinely. Uh, yeah, he's a Fun guest, I bet. Yeah, yeah, he would just be a blast. And affable, and yeah, he was great. He was great. That's that's what you felt, and I I don't know if we're going to see more people... Doing this, I reminded Casey, I said, well, you know, this is what Rich Little is doing at the comedy club at the Tropicana. We got a slideshow and Rich Little does impersonations and he has all kinds of stories because even though Rich Little, some people won't even know who we're talking about. But when he started running around with the Rat Pack, right. mm-hmm. he was like only 19. Wow. And those oh, guys were that. all in their like maybe early 30s or whatever. So Dean Martin and Sammy and Frank, he was the young kid and he had the head full of hair and he always wore a ruffled tuxedo but he had some unbelievable stories he's only like i think he's my dad's age he's 75 but he kind of had a show like that pookie yeah it makes sense in vegas impressions yeah doing impressions and showing photos and he always did uh, so i wonder if like it's kind of like surprising you think Rob Lowe, who doesn't seem to lack for acting, right. is right. is taking this show on the road. And well, it, it's, it's easy money, and he likes it. And yeah. it's fun. And yeah, I mean, two, I don't know what the take-home was last night, but plenty for... So it was two hours of a show and the hour of meet and greet. Plus, yeah. I don't have to tell you guys, that doesn't mean his job is only three hours long, right? Right. <laughs> and I thought it was a pretty good uh, crowd at the yeah. uh, State Theater, that there were... 
quite know, a few people. Quite a few people. Yeah. 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 How I, fun. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. It was fun. And something uh, yeah. different. I don't think. I think others will follow the model if they're smart and yeah. Uh, well, take if it they've on the got road. the if they can do it because it felt like. It was like, I mean, those starting tickets were like 39. I think they were 39. I mean, they had a three price ranges. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But I would like to have conversations with interesting people, and that's what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love it. it. Good. Thank right. you so much, Pookie. All right, you guys. Thank yeah. you. Bye. All right. So, uh, her Don- pictures of him, I mean, when she told him that he is just chuckled over laughing, and yeah. the photographer that's got two of them. Story. Yeah. Yeah. So Very good. funny. You know, Pookie has a really good radio voice. She does, doesn't yes, she? She really does. Maybe she needs Donnie, to... Donnie, she wanted to be a, a producer on this show years ago. Well, maybe she could be a fill-in. Uh, a fill-in um, Betty. You think so? Whatever we call fill-in it. Betty? Fill-in, fill-in Betty? Fill-in Betty in case uh, yeah. Holly's uh, sometimes too busy. Julia, you know, we never talked about the Catwoman. Oh, um, Jocelyn Jocelyn Wildenstein. Wildenstein. She was once called the Bride of of Wildenstein because she started getting facial reconstructions back in the late 70s, early 80s, because she wanted to look like a a A jungle, a cat, like a cheetah. She wanted to look like a real cheetah. She wanted to look like a real cheetah. And uh, anyway, she got divorced from this big, artsy billionaire, billionaire, the Wildenstein. Uh, if you're into art, you know this name. Anyway, she has burned through basically everything. Like everything. No, I, w- I want to get the total okay. amount of All money. Right. Oh, are we doing math? Yes. I feel that she went, that she's gone through, um, Donnie doesn't, of course, have it in this story that we have today, but I want to say it was $100 million. Oh, at least something like that, mm-hmm. like it, an extraordinary. Not like, like you could see how someone could burn through. Let's just be twenty million. Let's sure. just be like, even though it doesn't seem possible, we've heard about this happening to people. Johnny Depp, huh? Johnny yeah. Depp. Look at how <laughs> he he's that, yeah. burned, through, burned the through the money. Right. But this Jocelyn Wildenstein, she it's a really huge, huge amount of money, and of course. She, um, you know, I'm sure has never adjusted. I think of watching Sonia Morgan on The Real Housewives oh, of New York. She still, she still can't get over that she's not married to... J.P. Morgan. Yeah. The the finance dude who he, owned J.P. Morgan Financial. Yeah, he, it's, he, it's unbelievable, Laurie. Yeah, and so um, she's... I don't think she's ever really done anything other than just like whatever she wanted. Spend and spend and spend and but spend. But I remember when she started getting these plastic surgeries, and this was in the heyday of the National Enquirer. Um, just she really wanted to look like a cat. Yes. And she would get the, I, I mean, she looked at one point very cat like. I mean, she mission accomplished, but then along with stretching your cheekbones out to look like a cat and um, doing your lips to look like a cheetah and then the eyebrow things. I mean, she's scary looking. Yeah, she was at one point had $500 million. Thank you, I knew it was more than Her ex-husband, the Wildensteins, were worth $5 billion in 1998. Wow. Okay, that's so a lot that's of money. she's really burned through. She has burned through it. A lot of money and um yeah and apparently the wives have brought down the Wildenstein art empire. The dudes have pickers that aren't really working for them. That's too bad. 
Yeah, that's the story two years ago. What do a Manhattan-based billionaire, a naked Russian model, and a loaded gun have to do with one of the biggest tax fraud trials in French history in Paris? I mean, this is a, right. that's a story about the Wildenstein. That might be a good one for a vintage, vintage scandal. scandal. Yeah, I think so. Sure. Yeah, apparently these guys. So anyway, she's filed for bankruptcy after after being How all can that money. $500 million yes. in 20 years. Yes. Redick. She kept too many people on the payroll. Yeah. Oh, Lord, you can't make it up. No, that's, a, right. that's so much money. It really is. When we come back, it is time for our Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth, Hi. A, a new love story for us to pay attention to. The All Bachelorette right. coming up, right? Guys? Well, nothing could be as great as the Harry Meghan royal oh, wedding. That was amazing. So fun. As predicted, girls, the ratings were insane, particularly here in the good old Uf- US of A, because yeah. Meghan Markle is an American. Uh, 29.2 million Americans. Wow. Just Americans tuned in to watch the live wedding ceremony of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. It was seen on 15 networks stateside in the early morning. And uh, that is up significantly from the 23 million Americans who watched the televised ceremony of Prince William and Kate Middleton back in 2011. Well, that royal wedding was aired on 11 networks seven years ago. It's because she's an American. And and she's American and Harry. It's the combined the two and they just, uh, the look of love. Oh, it was, Julie and I watched it live and then rewatched it. I know. I think a lot of people did that. Yeah. Yeah. I was re- I watched it live and then I was rewatching parts of it and then oh. I was just like reading little tidbits of it all weekend. How about when he bit his lip and, and the tear and and the actual physical uh, affection yes, between British people beaming at each other. I know. I mean, the look of love on both of their faces just. It was everything. It I mean, very, that's what you want to see. I know. Because sometimes we've gone to weddings, and I'm including myself, yeah. and I've been the bride, <laughs> where people just go, oh my gosh, what are these two doing? It's never going to last. It's never going to last. You know, and I you know. can tell we've all been to those weddings. Yes, we have. And, and it like, won't oh. surprise you if they break up three months later, six right. months later. But this, these, it was just, it was so, they just really are, are, crazy for each other they really are it was lovely to see and i yeah. really loved um bishop michael curry's message of amazing just, it, i thought it was really wonderful and i i loved his idea of two people fell in love and we all showed up but yeah. then using that example of why do we care that these two people are in love because love is everything love means everything and if you take i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. A but, little bit of love and magnify it. It can change the world. Yeah, but I mean, he shook up that old English church. He was a preacher. He brought the fire. Those people have never heard anything like that. That no. is not how Episcopalians preach. No, you're kid you're right. And then when they walked out to this little light of mine, which is a gospel spiritual song, very significant. 
um, to people who are black. You know, it was a in the, in the time I think they called it like a Negro spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, to walk out. I you know when I heard that song was like in Baptist Bible camps when yeah. we lived overseas. Oh, we sang it. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the time because that was such a great right. fun sing along, and so that was. I just. It was oh, del- it was everything. inclusive and modern, yes. while at the same time traditional and mm-hmm. respectful. It was um, it was really lovely. But to I see. bet it gave some of those royal stuff to gossip about, like that racist Princess Michael of Kent. One hundred percent, right, right, right. And her terrible pin collection. Yes, and even Beatrice and Eugenie. Oh, I they mean, just look like Snooty McSnoodersons. Like they couldn't even stand it. And I looked at those two girls, and I was like. Get a grip and yeah. get out into the world and start to see things, ladies. Well, I mean, they were dressed like the Pan Am stewardess and the Jeez. handmaid from the handmaid. Oh, I, I mean, they, we screamed. We screamed when we, we saw couldn't. them walking That's towards what the I church. Too. We I was screamed. like, ladies, get with the program. Yes. They, they came across as just like. Very sp- these spoiled um, little How brats. about Fergie walking in? Somebody said on Twitter, best arrival since Maleficent walked in. <laughs> she put up her hands. She was happy. She walked by herself. She had the blue gloves. Her dress was super fitted. I she looks good. Because Fergie at a point is just like, I just don't care. I've, I have but crossed it, so much mortification right, yes, in my right, life that yes. nothing bad can... It, I cannot happen. be embarrassed she was or topless, make a disaster yep, of things enough anymore. Getting her toes sucked, but she doesn't get to sit with her daughters or her ex-husband, even though they all live together. How about that? They still made it sit three rows away. Yep. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, I know. So but the Queen knew all of this. She I think she like loved that like shaking it up via and through May. I think she embraced any idea that Meghan Markle had. She's just like, yes, darling. She loves both of them. I right? think but she so does. Too. Yeah, I think she absolutely does. She wants does. to bring that old dodgy tradition uh, into the 21st century. Well, it's nice, too, because they're, they are close enough to the crown to have such an impact, but yeah. far away that not to not make everybody feel so threatened. It's yeah. like a perfect position for them to be in. And then their official wedding portraits were released today. Oh. And they're just of course, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They are just Absolutely gorgeous, and I loved the whole. I love the whole family photos. I love that her mother is standing right yes. next to her, front and center in the photos. I just Elizabeth, love it, and I can't wait to see what Oprah talked to Doria about. Same. Uh, did you? Are, we're we're yay. We loved her gown. So at first, I well, I was underwhelmed, oh, and I was looking oh. at it at five in the morning when right? I you yeah. know saw it, and I was watching it on my phone as I was getting ready to come into the station, and. I thought, oh man, I can't really see. I, I was, I felt like the sleeves were a little bit too big, oh, and the body was a little How bit too big. How could you see anything but that face, that tear, well, that and that was, look of love? That was the sweetest part. And then else? the more that I've seen it, the more I really love oh, it. Yeah. I loved the veil. Yes, I love. Um, and then her. I thought her second dress, the Stella Beautiful. McCartney dress, oh, was I was stunning. just like over the moon about. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I just loved it. Yeah, listen, when there's that much love and you've got that much diamond rolling on your head and that beautiful, beautiful, is there anything more fun to wear? Did you guys ever, did you wear a long veil? Yes, I did a long veil and I thought... I wouldn't want a veil. Right. And then I put it on oh. when I was trying on dresses. They're and I everything. was like, this is all I want. And I want it to be long. And mine mm-hmm. had lace all across yeah. the bottom. And I just, I absolutely love it. It's in my basement right now. I should be wearing it right yes. now. 
But I mean, she really that she was radiated. she didn't need a dressed up uh-uh. stage. Her the look of, and her makeup, and I just I loved everything about it. And I, I did thought, too. I loved how it was, simple it was. Yes, same. Me too. I thought that it was very well played to do mm-hmm. um, to just do the classy. understated dress. It it didn't feel. You know, I think it could feel like this this American kind of actress coming in and just being really ostentatious and it was she was so the opposite of that mm-hmm. and i think that's who she is well i mean she's, she's got hairy and you know she threw out the birth control pills two weeks ago no kidding mm-hmm. it is like maybe a let's month get ago. her done yeah. it's baby time <gasps> they'll be pregnant so fast they're it, probably already pregnant it was sexy attractiveness overload we know. didn't know what to do with ourselves that early <laughs> in the morning oh. having that much specialness just beaming out it at us it was so lovely oh. it was very very sweet and all those little bridesmaids and the page boys i could barely stand it and then the fact that their first dance is to whitney houston's i want to dance with somebody perfection perfection <laughs> mm-hmm. total perfection yeah so we should all be dancing to she once called that her happy song and oh. i thought that was the sweetest way yeah. to start a marriage by having fun and dancing to your happy song yeah. i agree with you agree. oh girls so this was really fun it was fun <laughs> it was fun thanks elizabeth, thanks, elizabeth. We appreciate it i know uh harry doesn't need any sex tips from me but maybe the rest of you do maybe we, we got kenny with the traffic and when we come back we're gonna tell you a sexy thing or I can hardly wait. Sexual attractiveness overload. That is what we're having looking at these new photos of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Just laughing and just stare at, it, stare at these photos for as long as you can bear. Because oh. honestly. Okay, so here is... I thought we'd sort of... Uh, you know, go wander all over the sexual uh, landscape, landscape. Okay, as, as it were. All right. Now, here Where are we, we going to go. start? We're going to start with 19 to 29-year-olds. Okay. okay. Really, uh, we had some research that was done um, by the swiping habits of uh, Norwegian university students, ages 19 to 29. Okay. But the research that this is being tied into... They've got other studies that are confirming what this final research was about. And that is, and I kind of love it, I mean, I do love it, that women using Tinder and Bumble at that age, Mm -hmm. they're really on the apps to confirm their attractiveness Rather than actually really looking for anybody. I love that. They just want to know how many people have picked them. Yes. So it's like, am I hot or not? Yes. And then you can actually go in and pretend you're a guy and compare yourself to other people on it. So you would understand the landscape. Exactly. The the competition in the field. Exactly. Uh And I do recall this happening to a couple of people. You know, one niece, the one I was talking to about the mortgage, is that she did when she first joined Tinder, like... She got on it like, you know, four or five years ago. And she told me, she said, I don't have any intention of going out with any of these guys. I can get plenty of dates. I just like to see how many um, 
Men are swipes attract- I get. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. many people are attracted? A ego boost. Yeah, oh my little gosh. ego boost <laughs> without having to involve or do any investment. Oh so it's a it's a slight you know it's a good survey a, a good poll to take on where you stand. An ego the, boost. Yeah, with the absolute an ego sex. boost without mm-hmm. getting involved. Whereas okay. guys that are nineteen to twenty nine, what are they doing? They are swiping to get with laid. an eye for casual sex. Yes. That's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. They the the. The young women, they like, they get a kick out of being perceived as potential partners. They get yep. a kick out of sharing it with their friends about people like, you know, look at all the people who are swiping on me. You know, thank goodness there's an age range. The girls do it to get likes. The guys do it to get laid. Yeah. All right. What's the next range? But the guys also are, even though, yes, people who are on like a Tinder or right. Grindr or something like that. Yeah. If casual sex. But you can get to that Get to the, I don't, I'll say the heart of the matter. Uh, I, I didn't want to say, say the that. meat yes, of the matter, the okay. nut of the matter. But if you, that's what you're both looking for, it just, you know, it makes it easier. And hopefully everybody's just wearing condoms. But guys are also <laughs> looking. Well, just as a sidebar. Just as a sidebar. There's gonna, no reason. I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. Yeah, there's no reason to right. be all the way naked with somebody you don't know. Right. Right. You got to earn that pleasure. Okay. Okay. But guys also are on Tinder, Grinder, other websites that are looking for a long-term par- partner even though they know it might only be a short-term partner like just casual sex or a short-term thing. They're open to They're it. They're open to They're it. They're single. Okay. So Give us the next age group. Okay, so uh yeah, men are more engaged in hooking up activities. The ladies at 1929 are most... Um, they want to be liked. Ego boost. Yeah. And also uh, when they're bored. Yep. Okay. So this was just published in the very important journal. Are that you going to tell me there isn't another demographic? Is that it just No, this? no, because they're not, there's not enough people oh. in a constant... You know, they, maybe they could go to a... a Senior citizen home? Yeah, I don't know. They don't know where to go to get the people. Okay, Julia. Which way do I swipe again? Yes. Anyway, it was published in Personality and Individual Differences, which only comes out a couple times a year. All right. And Tinder has been around since 2012. All right. So, yeah, we just... uh, We don't have enough information. We don't have enough info. But um, here's the other uh, thing. This is from published in the Journal of Sexual Research, Julia, and we're finding out that male sexual desire can be just as complicated as women. And I just say no fair. I don't, you know, I mean, what? I don't, I feel like they, well, I just like to know that they're, that, what do you mean? Well, this is what the, the, the I mean, what do you mean? Well, I just feel like male sexual desire, they think it's also easy for them. That now we got to go, oh, it's just as complicated as like, for them. I didn't, I hated hearing men fake it. Now, what else are we going to learn? Yeah, but yeah, yeah how but, really getting. I know, but. Yeah, but okay, so right. here, let me get, according to the research, there are clear assumptions in our culture um, that women have lower sexual desire than men. And it's long been thought that the guys are the one with the insati- insatiable sexual appetites right. the whole time they're alive. Right. Women peak sexually at 33 and then coast along, you know, and just have nothing going on. I mean, there's been all these just, mm-hmm. you know, m- things that just are not true. Right. So, but... uh 
Uh, researchers are discovering that guys lose interest in sex just the same way that women do, that they go through a hormonal change. That we, in, we've said this before. We've yeah. seen it. Every yeah. Everybody, whether you're a gay natural. guy or a straight yeah. woman, if you've been through with a guy and, it, and it's different ages, I'm going to call it peritestosterone for men and, <laughs> and perimenopause for the ladies. But like where it. your sex hormone drops yes. and then your other hormones goes up and you're mood you're moody biatch is what right. you are. Yeah, men get SD and women get testy. testy. Yeah, but they both get but they're equally they are equally men are just as affected in the same way that women's are women are, but they just don't maybe talk about it. Right. No, because it's seen as being less than masculine. That's right. right. What do you mean your wood isn't as hard as it used to be? (laughs) Tell me more about it. I mean, you know, it's just, we always expect male desire to be high and to be simple, Mm -hmm. and it's an on and off switch. And we uh, expect women's desire to be more complicated, even though all of the research and everything is done on supposedly the high, simple, manly tasks, and not very much is known about women's sexuality. Got it. The complicated switchboard the complicated switchboard but they're both complex yes because of hormones Mm -hmm. damn those hormones i know it but really i think it was in this weekend's paper there was a story about different women like the people are just like you know men don't talk about it women don't talk about it the hormonal thing is i think here's my theory about it just the way you hated being an adolescent a teenager and you can't really, you can kind of remember some fuzzy outlines of all those terrible moods and feelings, but you don't really want to remember that. So then when you re-enter it, when you're older and your mm-hmm. hormones are going the other direction, then you're like, what the hell is this? Crabbiness. Yeah, but you don't, or moodiness yeah, or feeling moodiness, unsure yeah. of yourself or it can be different Foggy things brain. for different people. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so... All right, I guess I'm fine with guys being on the same level. I had to get through that whole story to come what, up with did that. Did you? Okay. Yeah, but uh, but here's the deal. A, a current uh, study that was done last year found that women aged 65 to 80 Love sex. were more likely to be extremely or very satisfied mm-hmm. with their sex lives, and men of the same age were likely to be extremely or very interested in sex. So it's like everyone has to get through the later your 40s or 50s adolescent period and get through to the other side. To enjoy it again. To enjoy sex again. And your time period frame might be shortened yeah. if you've gone through it quicker than others. As long as it works between you and whoever you're with mm-hmm. and you're honest about it. So um, anyway, worrying makes things worse. Oh, always. So, but so yeah. Anyway, okay. Do you like that, Jules? I did. I'd like one more. Okay. I, I want one more fun fact. Okay, I'll give you. I didn't feel like I have had a fun, fun fact yet. <laughs> well, okay, serious. because uh-huh. it's just what we always think: male and female sexuality. We think that men want to have sex with All everything that walks, right? but that's not true. Right? They are more picky than people think. I agree. And uh, and women want to have more sex than people ever give them credit for. So, you know, we've turned. We've learned. Two very good things. Yeah. Okay. And I'll remind you something I reminded you about last week. Don't have sex with someone unless you're prepared to fall in love with them. That's how hard the dopamine, oh, that, that oxytocin. You, you did tell us that last casual week. Casual sex is not casual because it triggers romantic loves and feelings of attachment. And that's always something that, you know, 
you figure out, um, oh, geez, I don't know if I had to have three or four years of bad sex before I really came to the conclusion. <laughs> three or four years? I really, really oh. didn't like just having oh, casual gosh. sex. I mean, Donnie, you know what I'm saying? Three or four years. So well, casual sex is a misnomer, basically. It kind of is. Yeah. Well, it kind of is. It depends, on, it depends it. on where you're Unless at. you're on vacation and you're in a place where you know you're not ever going to have to see the person again. Right. Um, then it's okay. that yeah. that's just called having one morning. and done. Boy, that's just that's having, one and done. That's right. having a fantastic <laughs> yeah. vacation. You can Let's make sure honest. your one and dones are contained and yeah. they really are one and done. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and people fall in love it, regardless of gay, straight, bi. It is all the same. Those same feelings of love and attachment because romantic love is a brain system like anger and fear. And everyone has this brain system. Regardless of who they're, I'm glad are that means everyone can fall in love. Exactly, wonderful. That's yes. great news. But but it is we kind of forget because again, Julia, we're living in an orgasmic haze sometimes, <laughs> yeah. okay. and it sure is fun. <sighs> sure, sometimes is. it's great to be in that haze. It really uh-huh. is. Don't lift the veil, people. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> I assume, and people, it's the official kickoff to summer and. Kicking on out of town. I bet a lot of people are yes. for the good weather. Okay, so favorite headline, Hugh Grant, 57, set to marry for the first time. Are you shocked? Uh, I, yes and no. If Clooney can do yes it, no. so can Hugh. Okay. Yeah, and Is I, this lady the one he's got three children yes. with? Yes. Uh, Anna Eberson. So. And she's 39 and he is, you 57. know. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, his longest relationship was with Elizabeth Hurley for 13 years. Um, and... Um, Fatherhood has changed him. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, or he's worried who is going to take care that's of right, me. Yes. Lori, that's <laughs> what I thought. He's 57. She's 39. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We've got three kids together. Yeah. We spent a lot of time together. I like him. Because he's got the two kids with the other one. Yeah. Right. That lives like across they all the live street. Right, they're all living in the same cul-de-sac. He's going to, and you know what, here's what he says, okay? I mean, this is what I think he says to himself. I'm just going to act a lot. There's apparently or roles for a rugged old chap like me. He's done with the rom-coms. Yeah. And he can just work a lot. And he does have these five children. and All under like seven. Yeah, so. He's changed, you know, he's in a different phase of his life. That's right. I bet he's really happy. Uh, can I just tell you what? Mm-hmm. Um, so Thomas Markle, Megan Markle's dad. Has he called TMZ? He has. has TMZ called TMZ? Yes. Now what? Well, he was bursting with pride. Um, and he said, my baby girl is a duchess and I love her so much. When you watch a child get married, everything goes through your mind for the first day. She'd be blah, 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 blah. Um, he just said he was, it was a beautiful service in history and he will always regret not being able to hold her hand. And then he says this. Now I pray that Harry and Megan can go on a nice honeymoon and rest and relax. And all of my relatives will just shut up about everything. Yeah. Oh, talking to his good kids. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he obviously isn't in the end that they're not going on a honeymoon right now, that they're not going on it till like whatever. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. They're just waiting like right. two days, you know, and take a breath. I know. But I love that, that all my relatives will just stop. And yeah. including him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, he should close down his TMZ hotline. You're right. Yeah. All right. What else? Jack Osborne's wife is filed for a divorce. Do you know that? Yeah, that is correct. I saw that. That's one mm-hmm. of our headlines, I believe. Like after just, we, I think we talked about it on Friday um, uh, that she's filed. They just had a third baby. Right. 
But they're out walking around yeah. and hanging out. Who the hell knows? Maybe she's filing for a divorce, telling him to come off the road with Ozzy. Oh, is that what he's been doing? I Traveling too much? Uh, maybe. You know, sometimes okay. people have to take drastic measures to get somebody's attention. Well, he summed up their new arrangement in two words, Jack Osborne did. We were not consciously uncoupling. Oh. Okay. He right. still wants to be married. I think he was surprised oh, oh, that she filed the divorce papers. I yeah. got it. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, no one is really sure why George and Amal Clooney were invited to the wedding. Lori is. I am. Yeah, and George is yeah. friends. He's friends. He spoke out about paparazzi when Diana died. And he and Harry have uh, been involved together in their uh, different charities Charity involving yep. the continent of yes. Africa. Yes. So that's why he was there. And, and George apparently danced with both... Duchess's last night. It was a th- one of a, a three. Wow. Maybe, I love that. Maybe he was leading them in the wobble or the electric slide. <laughs> I hope it was the electric slide. <laughs> Not the chicken dance? No. No, the wobble or the electric slide. Yeah, I like the electric slide idea, okay. Larry. <laughs> people still want to see Deadpool 2, even though there was a royal wedding. Yeah, it sounded like people went to all kinds of movies yeah. this weekend. Yeah, Good. Yeah. I think, uh, actually, Book Club finished third. Yeah, good. Well, not too bad. Um, Prince Charles's speech made Harry very emotional at the wedding reception. It was because of the cute thing that um, uh, Charles said, and here's what he said. And it's but you got to say it in the British accent. He ended it by calling him my darling old Harry. I'm so happy for you. My it's the cutest. It's my the cutest. Old, it's the it, cutest Johnny. thing ever. My darling old Harry, I'm so happy for you. Yes, <laughs> it's so cute. It just is the mm-hmm. fact that he calls. And apparently, uh, Charles, uh, he was really lovely that day. He kept making sure that Meghan Markle's mom, Doria, you yes. know, that he was touching her. And I think that she didn't feel left out. And, I, and Harry, she was all alone. Yes. And Harry introduced Meghan uh, to his father early on in their relationship. And I feel that Charles, in some ways, might be closer to his younger son than William. Because I think you're right about he that. He might have needed him a little bit more. And maybe, I don't know. And anyway. I think the older one. Uh, well, so he gets some bonus points. Charles does. Yeah, for me. he totally does. Yeah, good. Uh, did Duchess Kate debut her new push present, a Kiki McDonough Citrine ring? Oh, I don't know. I didn't even did see she it. Wear a new big fancy ring. Oh, Apparently yes, she, she did. did. Is it gorgeous? McDonough. Well, it's you know, it's a it's a dazzling citrine that matched her citrine. Is suit that a color? Her... I'm sorry for my ignorance. Yeah, yes. it's like a pale, it's pale, pale lemon yellow. Okay. Every green, light, pale greenish. Is yellow. it greenish yellow? Greenish yellow, I always Don't thought. make it look like peridot. But the peridot is more green. Green, okay. But a citrine, you're right, is is lemon yellowish. I always yes. thought there was a little. You're right, I mm-hmm. think. All right. We need to have a conversation about Mila Kunis's bang yes. trauma. Take, burn them to the ground, <laughs> unclip them, and never wear them again. It doesn't work for her. I'm no, sorry. It doesn't. Donnie, do you see it? It's on our billboard, no. uh, if you want to see know, the billboard. I, I just, no. Fashion no, Awards. No, you don't even no. recognize it's her. This no. is when a hairdresser just talks you into the wrong thing, and people will forget about it. We've already forgotten about I've it. I've already forgotten about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez in a revealing Roberto Cavalli at the uh, Billboard Music Awards. Was it tragic or fantastic? Well, which, was this the underpants outfit she no, wore afterwards? No, this was the... Uh, the interior, the crocodile leather 
It was horrible. It was, it was, a luxury, it was the interior of a luxury fancy yeah, car. It was horrible. It was a rare misstep for her. And she never has these, but I don't know I what... I love her new hair length. Yeah, the bob. She took out the extensions. Yeah. It's super... It just is a mishmash of an outfit. It is. It, it kind of looks like a bathrobe meets a leather seat on an old uh, Buick or something, and then some fancy thigh-high boots, <laughs> and then a velvet bra. It's terrible. Oh, okay. What about her performance? Did you enjoy that? Yeah, it was fun. It okay. was fun, yeah. All right. Uh, lastly, Jillian Michaels, one of our favorite people. Women who train while pregnant come back as better athletes. Well, I believe that, because you haven't stopped. Okay. All right. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Captain That's, Obvious. Yeah, that is, that is <laughs> a, a, a fantastic Captain <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> We'll see y'all tomorrow. That's obvious. Yes, we'll be back.